Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the channel, and welcome to episode 245 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, because yes, indeed, this show is a podcast, and we upload it as soon as we possibly can, and that reminds me to shout out Toaf Morse, who continues to be a $5 backer every month over on Anchor.fm. So thank you very much for supporting the channel. We got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight because Odin's been seeing some movies. Odin's been seeing a, a lot of movies, in fact. Some classics, uh, some n not so classic, um, but hey, at least I've been seeing some things. Uh, have not as had as much time as I've wanted to be able to do uh, dedicated reviews for those movies, but we'll see how all of that stuff goes. But anyway, thank you all for joining us tonight. Uh, shout out to the Valkyrie, Tina, the Empress of the Universe. Uh, she is going to be out tonight having some fun with some friends, so shout out to her. And a huge shout out to Stephanie B., who is, of course, the captain of the Valkyries, who is here. She is here early on time. And she is going to be rocking it in the chat tonight. So thank you all very much for being here. Also, of course, got to talk about the Mortal Kombat box office. Because I don't know what the projections are going to be for the weekend. But all I can say is that from week one to week two, there was an 80% drop Friday to Friday. Now, again, that's just Friday, and that's obviously including the fact that this doesn't include the Thursday shows, right? So when a movie opens, when they give you the Friday estimates, typically what they'll do, or the weekend estimates, right? They'll throw in the uh, the Thursday night pre pre uh, premieres as well. So normally that is a reason why the, the number is a lot more drastic than, than it would seem like it would be or that it should be. But 80% drop. Now, to be fair... Demon Slayer saw an 81% drop week one to week two, but is still making $1.8 million and could potentially take first place. It's kind of an interesting world to live in where Demon Slayer, which set records in Japan, could potentially beat out Mortal Kombat. In the domestic totals. I mean, we still got a ways to go on, on that one. And, uh, you know, Demon Slayer obviously is in a lot less theaters. But it's going to be incredibly interesting to see how all of that stuff works. But anyway, let's say hello to everyone in the chat. By the way, apologies if the audio is, is low or is randomly clipping. I've had this issue now for about a month where I, I had my audio levels all set. Everything was nice. And then something must have updated, whether it was Windows, whether it was OBS, to the point where I changed nothing on the roadcaster that I use as my interface, changed nothing there, but the audio being picked up in OBS was clipping like crazy, randomly. And I, and I again, the only thing that would have changed was would have been updating software, either the OBS software or the Windows software. And so I had to pull the, the levels down in a couple different ways. But then when I looked at my board, I'm like, these levels seem way too low. These The levels on the board are not correlating to the levels that I'm seeing in OBS. There's something not right here. 
And so then I, I had it set at a level and everything seemed like it was going okay, that it was fine. I turn on OBS today and the levels are peaking again. And I'm like, I have to adjust it again. So I had to adjust it down again. It's still showing to me that on certain occasions it's clipping. Like it says it's clipping right now. But as I said, there's no reason for it to be clipping because the interface isn't clipping. And I feel like the interface, which has the most recent updated firmware, should have the most accurate representation of the levels. And I I, I hate when things are not the way that they should be. But anyway, those are the the current frustrations uh, of what I'm going through at the moment. But let's say hello to some people in the chat. Shout out to DLive fam, not anyone over there quite yet, which is fine. We, of course, are also simulcasting over to Odyssey. There should be a slight delay over on Odyssey between my speaking and the video. Again, it's something that cannot at this time be fixed. Uh, just my thoughts, though. Just entered a chat over there. It says, chat only seems to start after... You say something. I don't know how you mean by that. Again, Odyssey is a new platform for me, so I don't know exactly. The The chat showed up as soon as I pulled it up, as soon as I opened up the stream. So I don't know why it wouldn't be doing that. Anyway, uh, The Wake Down, welcome to the chat. Glad to have you here. We got Pat S. in the chat saying RIP to uh, Olympia Dukakis, who I... I must confess, I, I don't know the name uh, off the top of my head. I'm looking at her picture, and I don't, I don't quite recognize her. Let me see what films she has been in, if there's any major films that I've actually seen. Um, okay, she was in Moonstruck. I have seen Moonstruck. Don't remember what she was in that. Um... Uh, I'm looking at the other things. Uh, yeah, some of the things I've heard of, uh, but I've not actually seen. So I don't really know her that well, but uh, RIP to her. Uh, let's see, we got Laura. What's going on, Laura? It is Laura. It's a short story. It's her birthday. So happy birthday to Laura. We've been wishing her happy birthday on the Discord all day. She is the modern major general of the channel. So thank you, as always, for being here, Laura. Appreciate it. Snort of Poopus Cuber in the chat. What's going on, man? Says, hello, humans and other quitters. What's going on? Glad to have you here, as always. Eric K. in the chat. What's going on, bro? What's going on, Mr. Modrotic? We got Aiden Vickery in the chat. Hail to you, Aiden. Thank you for being a member on the channel. We got Hyperin X13 in the chat also. There, of course, is Stephanie B., who is awesome. Golden Ration in the chat. What's going on? Good, sir. Rhaegar Targaryen in the chat as well. Happy to see the familiar faces. Trent Johnson here. Just another red shirt. Welcome back. Mr. M.H. also here in the chat tonight as well. We got Keck44. What's going on? Stephanie B. saying hello, chief. Hello to you. Oh, captain, my captain. Pat Aston says that's not a question. I I, I don't I don't know I, I don't know what what you would mean by that. Uh, Damn man, walking fifty five though. 
coming in with a $5 super chat. What's going on, DadmanWalking55? He's a member on the channel. He says, Hail Odin, I'm testing my ability to super chat right now, and hopefully you are the beneficiary. Great streams. Well, DadmanWalking55, thank you very much for testing. And indeed, uh, it came through. Though, of course, with, with YouTube, you don't actually... Fun fact to anyone who supports content creators, when you super chat them, creators have to wait until the next month to get it, and then YouTube takes 30% out of it. <laughs> so I always tell people, if if you want to support, whether it's me or any other content creators, and if they happen to have a Streamlabs account, I recommend uh, donating there, because the only thing that Streamlabs takes out is processing fees. So the equivalency that I always like to give is, if you give $100 super chat on YouTube, the streamer gets about $70. Gets about $70 of that. YouTube takes $30 of that super chat. Whereas if you donate $100 via Streamlabs, um, the streamer gets around $94 to $96 of that 100 So really, it's only the processing fee that gets taken out, which is fair and is reasonable. Unlike YouTube, where, <laughs> again, YouTube has always been for a very long time now, very anti-creator, whether it's their ridiculous rules in terms of service or anything else. And anyone's gonna say, well, you don't have to stream here. Well, this is where this is where my Asgardian fam is. So as long as they're here, I'm gonna stream and I'm gonna talk with them. But it's also the reason why I'm streaming to three other platforms right now. <laughs> That's why I started streaming to DLive like well over a year ago. It's probably been like two years I've been on DLive. I've been on Periscope from pretty much the beginning, and now I'm streaming over to Odyssey as well. And I have a lot of high hopes for Odyssey. Anyway. Uh, Keely Chow, what is going on? Glad to have you in the chat. We got Soul Assassin in the chat. Hail to you. Glad to have you here as always. By the way, shout out to Drunk3PO. He's got a massive live stream going on right now. Had like over 900 people watching at one point. And uh, he's awesome. He was uh, spilling about um, his his experience with Gina Carano. Again, shout out to him. Shout out to Gina Carano, who it's interesting how all the stories now coming out are, has she been uncanceled? And it just goes to show you, well, you know, if you don't give in to cancel culture, if you refuse to be canceled over time, guess what happens? They get tired and they get over it and they move on to someone else. And the only time that you ever get really negatively impacted is if you actually apologize. That's the worst thing that you can do because then they know they have you. But if they, if you prove yourself to be uncancelable, well then, hey, over time, it's going to catch back up with them. Uh, let us see. Orange Hat Reviews, what is going on? Says, okay, I just realized it's Saturday and I am late. Not cool. Hey, oh, no problem. Just three minutes late. No problem at all. Padass says, try resetting your router. Uh, the router wouldn't have anything to do with the audio levels coming from my roadcaster into my computer. That's internet, and I'm not having any internet issues. <laughs> Thursday the Warrior says, sound issues? First world problems are the worst. Yeah, seriously, right? But it's also because I'm a stickler for that. I'm a stickler for audio. I, I listened to this one podcast and I actually had to leave a comment today, and I was like, please, it's just one of the guests. I'm like, please fix your audio. Like, it's at the point where it's like, do you need me to send you, like, I can send you a really inexpensive USB mic that's going to sound amazing. 
and it's going to sound a thousand times better than what he was. I think he was using, it sounded like he was using like the microphone on his AirPods, but even worse because the levels and, and sounds were so low. But no, sound is the most important thing for me, which is why I've uploaded, I've up, updated my sound uh, a few times since I first started. Video has basically been the same. <laughs> I've used the same Logitech 1080p webcam since essentially the beginning, and I've gone through three different microphone setups. I had my Snowball, the Snowball Ice that got me started. Again, it was a solid mic. Then when I switched over to XLR, I started off with the SM58, the industry standard. Love that mic. I uh, still have it, right? Still have it as a backup, as a travel mic. And now, of course, I have the SM7B, which I love as well. I, I love uh, the different tones that I'm able to get with it. And uh, with that, then I also decided to get an upgraded soundboard as well because it just allows me in the future if I ever wanted to um, have people on or to just basically just depending on whatever happens in life in general, I have options available. Um, but with with the video, it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I could save and, and invest in a better camera, but I mean... It's not really needed, <laughs> but audio is important. Uh, Laura says that in honor of the late, great Olympia Dukakis, she will be posting a few of her movie's best one-liners. And it says here, the only thing that separates us from the animals is our ability to accessorize. Nice. Very, very cool. Hybridx13 says, I wasn't a huge fan of the new Mortal Kombat, but I enjoyed Scorpion and Sub-Zero in it. Who is worse and more unbearable to watch and uninteresting? Ray from Fake Wars or Cole Young? Um, I was probably more interested in Cole because I actually wasn't as bothered by Cole's character. I was bothered that the writers felt they had to create a new character when there is such a rich library of other characters that they could have created backstories for. That bothered me more. But Cole himself really didn't bother me all that much because... I mean, at the end of the day, he's he's a mediocre actor, right? He's not an Oscar contender. He he's not a Raven contender, right? He's but he's also not green either, at least to a degree that it bothered me at all. So, yeah, I mean that 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 script had a lot of issues with it. The worst part of the movie was by far the writing, because they they had all. I mean, the visual effects for the most part, other than for Goro, which. I mean, they've done that with practical effects before. They can do that with practical effects again. That CG just did not look good. But for the rest of it, I think, for the most part, it looked pretty good. Especially all the ice that uh, Sub-Zero used. And um, the acting, again, also was was pretty solid as well. Though I will I will argue that with the, with the acting, it was... In my review, I mentioned it was kind of mixed. Like, there was some really good acting. There was some mediocre acting as well. But it was definitely not the weak point, right? The real weak point of the movie was the writing. Thirsteenth uh, Warrior says, Olympia Oscar winner for Moonstruck. Ah, okay, okay. Because I've seen Moonstruck, but it's been so long since I've seen it, I only really remember the odd pairing of, of Cher with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> she was Michael Dukakis's wife. Ah, well... That was before my. That was a little bit before my time, uh, to me to actually 
really have a firm idea and know everything about Michael Dukakis. So, <laughs> uh, Alex McCarthy, what's going on? Good series. The member says, howdy, old, and how's your day been? How's the tacos or whatever you ate? How's Thor? And can you speed up time to when I'm done with this IT training? I cannot speed up time yet. Still working on that. Um, Baby Thor is doing great, um, as always. Uh, he's coming up on... Uh, seven months in a couple of weeks, which is kind of crazy. And we had, yeah, I had some delicious chicken tacos for, for dinner. And it was delightful. It was quite delightful. Uh, let's see. Laura says, Olympia's best role was probably Steel Magnolia's or her bit part in Jeffrey. She stole the show in that movie. Yeah, I've never seen either of those films. So that explains why I'm not really... Uh, why I'm not really that familiar. Andrew Hoyle, who's a member from the from the UK, says that's not a knife. Hmm. Super says, "Hey, what is up, my dude? What is going on, Super? Appreciate you." Habanex13 says, "I watched the first episode of Firefly after I've I've heard you say good things about Serenity. Dear Lord, why did they cancel the show? It's so good. I agree. And if especially when you watch the show in order, it even makes sense." That, like, that's the worst part about it. It's not even that they just canceled it. They they screwed the show over from the beginning, right? I mean, he was given a, a limited budget with what, you know, and he did amazing work. You know, say what you will about Joss Whedon and, and the, you know, accusations and everything. The dude is a talented storyteller. There's just too many really great shows that the guy has done in his life. And I, I can separate the art from the artist there. But you look to the fact that they didn't really believe in the show that much to not give him a, a good budget. It was put on, like, the worst time slots. And then they released the episodes out of order. Yes, you heard that right. They released the episodes out of order. So it, it's just... It's, to me, kind of insane and crazy that that show is only known for being canceled and after having been an amazing show, but not for the other crap that, that Fox did to them. Again, it's just, it's truly, it's truly insane. Anyway, uh, let's see. GMonkey76, what is going on? Glad to have you here. Uh, let's see, Cannonbert101, welcome to the chat. And the chat has jumped on me like it always does. Please be sure to smash that like button, please, if you don't mind. It really does mean a lot. Got 41 people watching. I know there's a lot of uh, crossover between Drunk3PO and the other channels that might be streaming right now. So I appreciate those people who have decided uh, to watch tonight's show. It really does mean a lot. Banjo Sandwich says, hi, bro, over on Odyssey. What's going on, Banjo Sandwich? Thank you for joining the stream over on Odyssey. I checked that chat from time to time. There's a few people that have watched that stream before. Anyway, let's go ahead. And, uh, well, first off, shout out Captain Dean Heiss, who is celebrating a five-month sub streak. Thank you very much, good sir, for your longtime support over on DLive. So let's talk about some of the movies that I've been watching recently. It's actually to the point now where I've seen so many that I've actually forgotten the ones that I've watched. Um, ones that I watched today, though, I actually watched a, a pair of films. And man, it's one of my new 
favorite universes, and I'm excited that there's at least some talk about a third film in this franchise, and that's the 28 Days Later franchise. So the first film, 28 Days Later, second film, 28 Weeks Later, and both of them are fantastic. I heard a lot of people say that uh, the first one's a masterpiece and the second one's not good or or just not even close. Personally, I think that both of them are fantastic. I think the first one's better because I think the writing is just a bit better. The The way they develop the characters, the way that they develop um, the relationships of the characters, I definitely do think is much better. However, I think 28 Weeks Later still also has a really good story. I can see the one glaring issue with 28 Weeks Later is definitely the fact that somehow we're to believe that two kids were able to easily get past like military post when it was made very clear that remaining in the designated zone was key and important. So the fact that two kids were able to get past and that they weren't stopped immediately when they were caught. Jeremy Renner is in the film and he's one of the snipers and he sees them crossing over. And the fact that it took them a long time to actually show up and of course long enough for them to have you know discovered one of the plot points of the movie. And I can see why some people would probably have had an issue uh, with that. However, the rest of the movie is just so much fun that I really didn't get hung up really like on that. Like as it was happening, I'm like, well, I mean, it's a plot device, right? To move the story forward. And I mean, hey, I guess you could make the argument that they were taking it easy that day. They didn't, you know, because also, you know, I think that one thing one could potentially argue that in the very beginning, they kind of show that the military uh, soldiers are kind of goofing off. Like, they're actually goofing off a lot in the movie. And it's because it's been without incident for a very long period of time and, and all that stuff. So I think one could potentially make the argument that the reason why they they didn't catch them and that they didn't react as quickly as they did was because they were just like, oh, well, it is what it is. So... Um, that, that could be a way to defend it, but I definitely could see that as being like the biggest issue with the movie as far as the plot goes, because everything else I think is, is fantastic. I just, I, I don't know why I just was on a wanting to dive into like zombie post-apocalyptic. I've had a weird kick recently where I've loved like sci-fi post-apocalyptic world. Um, now of course like zombie franchise as well. And what I liked about 28 Days Later is that it's a different take on the zombie virus. And I think it was one of the first stories to actually, at least in movies and film, to present the concept of a fast zombie. Because up to that point, right, the traditional understanding of zombies was that they would move incredibly slow, right? That they were incredibly slow movers. And then this movie introduces, the first one, 28 Days Later, introduces the concept that it's actually this, this um, it's like this anger virus is how they describe it, this rage virus. And so it causes this uncontrollable rage and spitting out blood and, and just very gruesome stuff. And it, and it turns very, very quickly. It catches on very, very quickly. Um, so I found that to be very, very interesting. And then 28 weeks later is able to then kind of, you know, pick up 
with the world that was built much later in time as they're starting to try and rebuild society. But, uh, but obviously, because there are still um, bodies that exist, right, and because there's other things that happen in the film is, again, obviously the rage virus is still around. You really can't have a movie about zombies based on the rage virus from the first film unless it comes back in the second film. And I think that the way they did it was actually pretty interesting. Um, and uh, it was actually, I, I, again, I really liked it a lot. I love the way the story was presented. Acting, of course, and, and both of them were fantastic. Um, and I highly recommend both. Highly recommend both. So if I had to give grades, I'd give the first film an A minus. And the reason why I give it an A minus is because it was also one of the first films ever to shoot sequences on fully digital cameras. So up to that point, like all major movies had always used film. So it was one of like the first films because this came out like early 2000s. So this is like one of the first films to actually use like completely digital cameras and they used it specifically in a lot of these shots to um, present like a zombie running, getting up close. Like they're able to do shots that traditional, heavier, larger film cameras couldn't do. So there was a reason why they did it. But man, oh man, the quality because of that is just, you know, that's the one really awesome thing about using actual film is that you can do amazing 4K transfers and you can continue to up the scale, you know, to to a crazy degree whereas with digital stock you're left with whatever you originally filmed it at so if you originally filmed it in 1080p you're you're pretty much stuck within it with 1080p quality you can obviously upscale it right you can have it where it can fit onto a 4k screen but the actual quality itself really can't be improved all that much there's only so much you can really do in post-production. So that's like one of the big issues with that movie was there were a couple of moments when they were not using, right, the effect that they initially had had used the digital cameras for where it just looked, it just didn't look as as clean and as crisp as it could have looked had it been shot on actual film stock instead. So yeah, um, I'd give, again, 28 Days Later an A-, minus, and then I'd give 28 Weeks Later a B+. Plus. Again, I think that both of them are just really solid movies. So if you like, um, you know, thriller, suspense, if you like, uh, you know, zombie uh, franchise movies as well, if you like post-apocalyptic kind of stuff, right? Because obviously they show like this, you know, empty... Also, the the story behind how they were able to actually make it look like like London was was empty is also a pretty cool uh, effect that they had. So if that's the kind of stuff that interests you, highly recommend the 28 Days, 28 Weeks Later. Um, and I'll talk about a couple other films that I've watched. So I've already mentioned right um, before, I think. I can't remember if I mentioned this on Tuesday or not because I can't remember when I would seen it. But I finally got to see The Abyss. Um, so I did a review of that film and very, very impressed by that. Again, also love the uh, world building there. And again, very sad that the transfers really aren't there and that James Cameron's too busy playing off in freaking Pandora land instead of working on transfers for movies like The Abyss, which could get an amazing 4K transfer if he just spent, you know, spent the time to do it. But instead, he's, again, making more Avatar movies that nobody actually asked for. Uh, Daniel Thorne, what's going on? Glad to have you here. Uh, appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, they, they've not ever done an official Blu-ray release. They've not ever done an official Blu-ray release. 
because uh, I was I was remember I was during the review I was reading the wiki on the abyss and their post production and their transfers, and we should have had a Blu-ray release like years ago, but then it just got caught up and delayed, and then it became a 4K transfer, and then it got caught up and delayed, and it's just it's just so infuriating. It's just it's just really is just so incredibly frustrating, um, because that that movie is is really brilliant in a lot of different ways. The effects still hold up. The acting is solid. The story is great. I mean, seriously, what those actors went through, and apparently after I saw it and put my review out there, a lot of people reminded me how James Cameron almost killed <laughs> some of the actors in the movie. And I'm like, Ooh. well, that kind of changes the the perspective when you're seeing these people underwater holding <laughs> their breath, right? The The shots look great, though. And you know what? Kudos to them. Kudos to the actors for for doing a lot of their own stunts underwater. That's pretty awesome. Anyway, so the I got to see the Abyss, which was also fantastic. Um, I saw Forty Seven Ronin with uh, <laughs> uh, with Keanu Reeves, and I'm not gonna lie, I kind of liked it. <laughs> the, the effects are trash. The CGI in the film is complete garbage. But I, I kind of like the story. I mean, I think it's just because it's Keanu Reeves. So because Keanu Reeves is in it, there's just this natural, like, I don't know, charisma that he has that just automatically makes you like the characters that he plays. So I think I enjoyed it for, for more so for that reason. But I also like the different aspects of Japan and Japanese culture that it went through as well. So that was like a really cool thing to see. So yeah, 47 Ronin, uh, a <laughs> film from a, a, a several years back now at this point. Again, I, I liked it. Keanu Reeves is in it. But man, the CGI is complete and, and utter trash. And then I guess if I had to talk about one other film that I have seen. Um, oh, there was one I had. I had in my thoughts as I was talking about those other films that I was able to uh, to finally watch. Man, and I just finished a bunch. Maybe it'll come up um, as we go through the stream. But anyway, those are some of the movies that I've watched. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, James Dashier says, Hey, Odin, I'm here. Hope you are doing great. Thank you, James Dashier. as always for your support. Uh, Trent Johnson says, YouTube messing with creators' revenue stream. I am shocked. Shocked, I tell you. Yeah, seriously, right? <laughs> uh, Trent Johnson says, uh, sorry, I got that one already. Uh, Pat S. said, 30%. Hmm, YouTube must love FNT. Yeah, absolutely. That's also why we got Gary set up with that Streamlabs link instead. Um, because if if the purpose if the purpose of a donation is to support a channel... And that's the primary purpose. Well, then it is naturally the best choice to support through something like Streamlabs or PayPal where creators actually keep that money. Whereas the Super Chat, I feel like, yeah, your your comment gets you know put out on the screen and in the chat. So that's why if people want to do it, you know, there was a time that I was actually very much trying to push people away from the Super Chat. I turned off the Super Chat. And I think it definitely ticked some people off because they were mad that they had to go through this other process. And I understand, like, Streamlabs is not as smooth or integrated as a process as um, as YouTube is. But you still get, if you donate through Streamlabs, you still get the notification pop up. You still get the message read. And 
I again, the main point of those I thought was to support creators. So yeah, so that's why we're. I'm actually glad that we were able to help Gary uh, get the Streamlabs set up because, I mean, that dude does YouTube for a living. And, and when you think about that, and then you think about how much money YouTube is taking away from his living, it makes you think, again, if you want to support him, to support him through those other means. Even Patreon doesn't take out that much. <laughs> uh, let's see. Deadmanwalk55 says, Just was dealing with some interesting issues on YouTube. These difficulties will push me to the other contribution methods. Personally, I think that those are better. They're better for the creators. I can say that just from experience. Uh, Thursday Warrior says, but YouTube CEO won a free speech award sponsored by YouTube, so it must be too legit to quit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was a laugh, right? Yeah, the YouTube CEO winning a censorship, a free speech award at an award show sponsored by her platform. Yeah, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't leave any questions now, does it? Dark Shadow Logan, what's going on, man? Thanks for watching over on Odyssey. I appreciate it. It's crazy, though. God, she's she's awful. Susan, you're awful. Uh, Slicer says, speak up, Allfather. My beagle snoring is drowning you out. Is it honestly that you can't hear me? Because if there is a uh, if there is an audio issue, please let me know, because that was one of my concerns for today. Laura says, have you seen Mr. Holland's opus with Richard Dreyfus as a music teacher? No, I have not. Haven't, I don't think I've even heard of that. Uh, Trent Johnson says, would you want your viewers to switch platforms after watching you on YouTube for a while? Well, here's the thing, Trent Johnson. I think that whoever views my content and likes my content, they can watch it wherever they want. And I'll provide it on the platform of, you know... Obviously within reason, because there's some people who are like, why don't you upload to Rumble anymore? Why don't you upload to BitChute? And it's like, well, BitChute is supposed to mirror my content, and it stopped working months ago. So BitChute to me is broken. And I think, honestly, Rumble is incredibly overrated. <laughs> like, I was, you had to go through and and directly, like, there was no mirroring. So I had to directly upload content to to Rumble in addition to everywhere else that I already upload to and there was nothing for it because you would click on monetization and no matter what level I had it set to not even a penny and it's like I'm not I'm not trying to get rich over there but it's like what's the incentive to to upload content over there (laughs) at this point right because if the whole mindset is well just to have a backup just to have it protected I already have those I already have those, right? It was my channel's been backed up on library since before, well before Odyssey became a thing, and uh, so like again, like I like uploading to places like Minds.com because I I like Minds.com and it's another one of those backups. So I technically have two backups for videos, um, and they're backups that I that I trust. Rumble to me just seems more much more like a scam, to be honest. Uh, let's see. Uh, Pat S says, never apologize. It's a sign of weakness. Yeah. Uh, unless it's, I think, unless you actually do something wrong. <laughs> like, if you actually do, like, commit a crime, like, and you actually do something wrong, then I think ap- apologizing is is just the proper thing to do. But yet, apologizing for something that you really have no reason to apologize for? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that, at least. 
Uh, let us see. Joey's movie blog. What is going on? Uh, Decepticons forever. I saw you tag my channel. It doesn't highlight for me though. You got to use the code word, but I saw you mention the roadcaster. Um, he says, I'm having drama with my roadcaster pro as well. Every time I plug a headset in, I just hear the white noise hissing sound. Ooh, yeah. I've, I have not had that issue. Again, the only issue that I've had at this point is the audio going into software being way too hot for some reason. Eric Duet says, Evening, folks. I'm a bit late as well. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here. All right. Let us see. Damn Milwaukee 35 says, Dope. That was a great one. Huh? What? I'm very confused by that. Uh, Air Duet says, great FNT show this week. The guest was great and glad to see Odin piping in more. I hope we see more of that in the future. Well, when it's content and and stories that I have more, I guess, knowledge of, so like the Oscars, obviously I, I there was a time in my life where I honestly cared about the Oscars, right? We're talking about movies. I can talk about movies. Whenever we talk about things like comics or, or Star Trek, right, those are really not my areas, and so it's it's not as easy. Plus, I like reading the chat. So, that, actually, the reason why I'm probably quiet the most is because, one, I don't like interrupting people, um, and two, because typically I'm, I'm reading the chat, so... Uh, let's see. Hypernexer Teen says, You make a good point, brother. I feel Luke Kang and Kong Lao should have been the leads. Heck, a Kano and Johnny Cage banter would have been hilarious and even better. Yeah, the dude that played Kano was great. I mean, he carried that movie. He honestly carried that movie. He did a great job. And again, there were some other pretty good actors in there, too. I actually really liked the actor that played Kong Lao. Orange Review says, Odin, if you ask me, Goro's facial features reminded me of Ruffalo Hulk with pale skin fangs and top knot. <laughs> I can see that. I can definitely see that. <laughs> Pat S says, I haven't met too many teachers who haven't seen Mr. Holland's opus. Well, here's one of them. Because <laughs> there are a lot of movies that I have not yet seen. Uh, Baron Juju. Thank you very much for the $10 donation. And thank you for donating via Streamlabs, man. I appreciate that. Thank you, man. He says, just a small contribution to the DiGiorno's Fund. To keep up the great work. Odin, thank you very much, Baron Juju. Thank you for supporting the Pizza Fund. Absolutely. Those those pizzas don't buy themselves. <laughs> uh, I love, though. I love, uh, I love the FNT crowd uh, who love the pizza. Who, who have embraced the Friday night pizza night. It's great. I always love seeing the little pizza, uh, the little pizza emojis on Fridays. It's always fantastic. So thank you, Baron Juju, for that. I appreciate it. And absolutely. I'm going to be buying some more pizzas tomorrow. Uh, Thirsty the Warrior says, Michael Dukakis's cousin, not wife. I'm j- I just read the chat. So thank you for the correction. But again... <laughs> oh man all right let's see do, 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 do. Uh, remember if you're over on d live please tag me if if you're talking to me otherwise i think you're talking to everyone else uh dark shadow logan over on odyssey thank you for the hyper chat i think that's what we're calling them over here thank you very much for the hyper chat 
the six library credit hyper chat. Appreciate that, man. He says, just showing support for Odin and other great creators like Drunk 3PO, Nerdrotic Heel versus Babyface, Geeks and Gamers, Comics Division, and Tom of Midnight's Edge. Wish I could do more. Fire, fire, fire emoji. Well, thank you, Dark Shadow Logan, for that hyper chat over on Odyssey. I appreciate it very much. You're awesome. Thank you to the six people watching the Odyssey stream. And please make sure you light up that fire button over on Odyssey. And again, Dark Shadow Logan, you are a legend, sir. Thank you. I appreciate the support, man. I appreciate it. All right. Let us see. Uh, YouTube chat has, of course, jumped as I was having that conversation about the movies that I've seen. So let's go ahead and uh, let's see. Where did we leave off? All right. All right. I found found my position. All right. Pat S. says, The biggest killer of Firefly, Friday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. No, no, no. Pat S., to be perfectly honest, that's part of it. I, I I honestly think the bigger killer was the fact that they aired the episodes out of order because think about it. Yeah, that, that time slot's killer, but think about anyone watching the show, anyone who actually found it and caught it and said, ooh, this is pretty interesting, and then as they're watching the episodes, they don't make sense because they're out of order, and so you get to a point where you're getting introduced to the characters in the first episode, which is broken up into two parts, and then you're seeing those later. I mean, again, that that could absolutely have an impact. So the reason why I think that's worse is because that means whatever audience they had would have been impacted in a negative way by the release and the episodes being out of order. Uh, let's see. Laura says, well, we should have a few one-liners from Mortal Kombat nominated for Best One-Liner in the Raven Awards. Oh, absolutely. Next year's Raven Awards. Uh, somebody tells me Mortal Kombat is probably going to do well. Godzilla vs. Kong is probably going to do well. And then I'll be over there like, don't y'all remember films like Nobody, which was amazing and one of the best films of the year? Oh, actually, yeah. That reminds me of a couple other films that I saw. So, I watched a Netflix movie called Stowaway. And so that was like in my sci-fi. I was trying to find like a space movie. And I was like, oh, it's a brand new film on Netflix called Stowaway with Anna Kendrick. And it's about this uh, team of three people who are on a two-year mission going to Mars. And all of a sudden, they find someone who, for some reason, has been boarded up into like one of their roof panels like is is hurt is like bleeding it's like someone who was on like the uh the prep crew like just got stuck or something it was like really really weird that was like the the one part of the story i didn't like was i was like this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense how this guy one got in the position he was in in the first place and two that he actually survived during takeoff and everything i mean he was badly injured but but anyway uh eventually as they're on their journey, though, um, damage ensues, and uh, they have to make some choices. So it actually was uh, quite thrilling, and the effects were pretty good as well. So I actually really liked it. If I had to give a grade to Stowaway, I'd give it a B minus. I'd give it a B minus. 
because uh, I don't know if it's completely, I don't know if it's a rewatchable movie necessarily, but there's some, again, pretty, pretty good moments. It's a, it's, I think a pretty good, like typical Netflix fair movie. And it's, it's not, uh, it's not woke, which is a good thing, <laughs> which is like, I think like that's like the one standard that we have here now, because it's the one thing that really matters, to be honest. Yeah. I don't want to be preached to what, what a concept <laughs> you think Hollywood would have figured that one out, but no, they can't. Can't quite figure that one out. All right, let's see. Uh, James coming in <laughs> with his dollar donations. Thank you, James, for the dollar donation via Streamlabs. He says, do you think movies and TV shows that are made today, like The Last Jedi and Game of Thrones, are being made to make people fight with each other on social media? No, not on purpose. I don't think it's being done to get people to talk on social media specifically, or at least I don't think it's being done to make people fight on social media. I think people naturally just do, but I don't think I don't think it's it's being done exclusively for that reason. But anyway, thank you for the donation. Uh, HyperX13 says, "So I saw Escape from New York and wasn't the biggest fan." Maybe because I thought it was going to be nonstop action. Maybe I can see it differently repeat viewing like I did with Blade Runner. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen Escape from New York, but I liked it. Again, because I, I think I went in with just no real expectations. So I was just able to, you know, enjoy the ride of the movie. Um, but you know what? To be honest, I another film that I also just saw recently. And I, I there was one person I really triggered on Twitter. Like, there was one person in, 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 in my post about this movie where they just, they they were like, your opinion sucks. And I'm like, damn, man, you're just, it was funny. But anyway, I saw I saw the movie The Crow for the first time, and I wasn't a big fan, to be honest. It has some really cool ideas and cool concepts. I just don't think the delivery is there on those ideas. And to be perfectly honest, I don't think Brandon Lee had the it factor. I was waiting for that moment to to be like, this is why everyone loves Brandon Lee and always talks about this movie. And it just never happened for me. And so, again, you know, rest in peace, Brandon Lee. Like, nothing against him as an individual. I just, I wasn't, I wasn't that impressed. So, yeah. Speaking of films that are classics by most people's standards, but... I think more people would say Escape from New York is a classic than The Crow. But, I mean, there might be some people that are more Crow. Andrew Hoyle says, Firefly was, is, and will probably always be my favorite sci-fi TV show. It probably is one of the best uh, TV shows of all time. Uh, Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington says that uh, Odyssey is laggy. So... Yeah, uh, the one issue that I am aware of that is definitely going to be there on Odyssey is that there is going to be a slight delay in the video and audio. And the reason why is because my mic is being picked up directly on OBS, which is streaming to it. But I have to use my Streamlabs OBS as a virtual camera to get the image over there. So basically I had to finagle the way to get over there. So it's very like it's very, very slight delay in it. Um but anyway, uh, everything else should come through okay, though. Uh, Humble Homebody says, looking good, Odin. Well, thank you, Humble Homebody. I appreciate it. Inferior says, uh, silky smooth stream, great video quality, audio really impressing me lately. Yeah, me too. Like, again, for the fact that this is their their first foray into streaming and the fact that they have just really opened it up for everybody 
And it like when you think about it in the realm of companies developing this technology, the fact that they they opened it up to everyone as quickly as they did after they started the initial like uh, like tryout process was actually pretty impressive. Uh, Babo Yogi says YouTube is asshole. Yes, 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 yes. And then just my thoughts says Odyssey streaming looks solid. Well, thank you very much, and thank you to the seven watching on Odyssey. And again, please light up that fire button on Odyssey. I appreciate it. I'll come back to my Odyssey peeps in a bit. Let's go back to the YouTube chat. Um, Pat S says, "How long are we giving Drunk Three PO a pass on overlapping streams? Uh, as long as he remains uh, the amazing and generous." And also, let's be honest, he started that stream hours ago. So the fact that it's still going on, I mean, the dude's just been rocking it lately. So let's just be honest. I'm just a fanboy of Drunk 3PO. <laughs> so he will continue to get um, to get my passes. HybridX13 says, good to hear you enjoy the 28 days zombie movies. Speaking of zombie movies, was Train to Busan Peninsula good if you've seen it by any chance? I finally was able to see it. And everyone was saying, oh, it's not good. And I think the reason why is because they they thought it was going to be as good as the original Train to Busan. Train to Busan is not just a great zombie movie, it's also just a really good movie. Whereas Peninsula is a really good zombie movie. And, and really is is only ever going to be good in that genre. I don't know if... I mean, because again, there's some movies that can transcend their genres. I think Train to Busan absolutely can transcend its genre, which is why I love that movie so much. I really liked Peninsula, though. I think Peninsula is still a really good movie. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of... Um, obviously, there was a lot of good zombie action to be had as well. And it's been it's been a... I did a review, I believe, for the film. If not, I should have. And maybe if, if it's not, if I haven't, then it's on my list. But I'm pretty sure I did. And uh, you can get more of my full thoughts on any of the issues that I had. But I, I can't really think or remember of, of any of the issues that I, I had with that movie. Um, maybe an actor or two. But even then, I think the acting. Again, I, I liked both of them. So yeah, Train to Busan's better. Don't get me wrong. But Peninsula is still a really good movie. Alex McCarthy says, I'm more of a 28 weeks later guy. You know what, Alex McCarthy? In this case, it's very rare that your that your take is is ever really good. Um, <laughs> love you, Alex. Um, but in this case, actually, it does make sense because 28 weeks later does seem like a, I guess, like a full, it's more of a modern, like it's a fuller, more modern movie. And so some people like that. And are drawn to that because it just seems like the quality in certain areas compared to the original is better. Probably because of just having a little bit more in the budget area. But I think the story is is a lot more tight and is a lot better in the original 28 Days Later. But I can see why. And also, to, to be, and also remember, 28 Weeks Later expands it out to a lot more characters and to a bigger universe. Whereas 28 Days is a little bit more tight-knit. But I think that both of them do their job um, do their job great. Laura says, You have to love the ending of 28 Weeks Later. No spoilers, though. But I laugh because I hate that country. <laughs> yeah, and um, the ending of 28 Weeks Later did kind of confuse me. 
because they show the, you know, it's not going to go into too heavy spoilers necessarily, but they show you the helicopter, right? But they don't really explain, at least maybe I just didn't get the connection, but they don't really explain, like, what happened to the people on said helicopter, but they do show you that something must have happened that led to that ending that you love so much. <laughs> Cause I do, I totally understand what you're saying there. Um, but yeah, so the fact that they are talking that they could make, cause it, it would be either a 28 months later or 28 years. Cause to be honest, I kind of like that. I kind of like how they're doing it like 28 days. Now it's 28 weeks. The next film can be 28 months. And then the next film after that can be 28 years. I mean, if they really wanted to, I think that stopping at three, I always like trilogies. So I think stopping at a third one would actually probably be best because after that it starts to usually it starts to, for a lot of franchises fall into cash grab territory and you start to run out of material. But I think like with this universe, there's a lot, I mean, especially with the ending that you just referenced, they can totally make more story. And I know the biggest criticism that people have of 28 Weeks Later is the fact that there is not, and I guess this is kind of a spoiler, but you know from the beginning, um, it, it is not a continuation from like the same character, any of the characters um, from the first movie. So, you know, I think that that is a reason why people wanted to see like Killian Murphy and, you know, pe- you know, other people brought back. I think that's the reason why some people don't like it. But the soundtrack on both is fantastic. The score, like the, the the main theme is really good. Like when things are going down, when all that zombie stuff is going down, and you're just, and you're just hearing that. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's great. Great. Someone, someone liked Rose Byrne in <laughs> 28 Weeks Later. She was, she was great in it. She's a very talented actress. Pat S. says, the first 10 minutes of 28 Days is amazing. Scarecrow in abandoned London. Wow. Oh, absolutely. Like, just the mere shock of seeing an abandoned London and how they were able to get that and not have to use any type of, like, crazy CG effect or anything. Absolutely was fantastic. Andrew Hoyle says, the thing that stands out for me most in 28 Weeks Later is that the kids are called Andy and Tammy. My sister is called Tammy. Oh, so what you're saying is that it's all your fault. (laughs) That's what I heard. Uh, Ernest Rojas, welcome to the chat. Rusty Shackelford, welcome to the chat. Glad to have you all here. If you're watching on YouTube, please smash that like button. 57 people watching over there now. We, of course, got eight people watching over on Odyssey. Light up that fire button if you would, please. Thank you. All right, Hypernext13 on YouTube says, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but Ash vs. the Evil Dead ended on a cliffhanger where it was going to take a post-apocalyptic approach. That would have been so epic. Hate that it was canceled. Yeah, I have not actually watched it myself. Uh, Venom Brewing 93 says, Fast Zombies existed in the game Resident Evil, the remake on GameCube. Yes. Notice Venom Broly, though, that I said in movies. I did say in movies. So... I, I, unless there's a movie that someone can reference, I stand correct still. But yeah, I assume that there, there would have been the concept existing before that time. But again, the first time ever in a movie, 
So a larger group, like a larger audience sees sees that and is impacted by that um, than by video games normally. Uh, Asper Carly says, the rage virus was caused from Ryan Cannell playing Mario Kart. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Ryan Cannell has the rage virus. And if he ever were to bite anyone, they would they would totally get it. Soul Assassin says, check out the Overlord film, Yahtzee Zombies. I thought about it, but it's also produced by J.J. Abrams. So <laughs> I actually came across it. I forget where it is because it's available for streaming on one of the services. And I remember coming across it. And I was, I, I was so close to touching it. And then in the description, it's like, from mega producer J.J. Abrams. And I'm like, well, now I just don't even want to. And I've heard several. You Maybe it was uh, you before Soul Assassin or other people. But, like, I, I've, I've been recommended Overlord before. Uh, Trent Johnson says, I think COVID madness hits all of us in different ways. Some play video games. Others watch YouTube. And you watch post-apocalyptic movies to prepare for the worst. <laughs> If this was the beginning, or if things had gotten actually really bad, that would totally make sense. But it's like, no, it's just a random thing that I'm going through. And, like, like it's funny because I spend, like, 20 to 30 minutes just scrolling through different screens. Because I'm, like, just trying to find, like, a sci-fi movie. And, uh, and I just couldn't find one. Couldn't find one. That's not new. Because, obviously, the newer stuff is harder to... Uh, Lord, the short story says Snyder's Dawn of the Dead had fast zombies. And I think that was the first zombie movie I saw. I think that film came out after because yeah, Dawn of the Dead, that was 2004, 28 days later came out 2002. So yeah, so still to 28 days later is still, unless someone can think of another film, the first film to feature fast zombies. That's another one where I believe I've seen it before. Because every time I read the description, I'm like, basically, and obviously I'm not going to find this out for another like 20 minutes. Is Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead the one where we have the zombie baby? Because if so, I have seen it. And I can't remember whether the actual film itself is good. Because that scene always just upset upset me so much. <laughs> I'm just like, not the baby. I think that's that's the reason why I just never wanted to, like, every time I'm like, if this is the same movie, then I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> Pat S says, they aren't zombies. They are infected living beings who can't be cured. Um, Pat S, you're getting caught up with specifics. I mean, come on. They have the rage virus, and it is the equivalent of a zombie. All right? It's the equivalent of the zombie. It's considered the zombie, like, franchise, like, trope. I understand. I understand what you're saying. Okay, I get it by traditional definitions, but let's be honest. It's a zombie movie. Let's be honest, right? It's a zombie movie. Um, and the question of whether or not they can be cured or not has not officially been answered. And again, that's why they could do a lot of stuff with a 28 months or even 28 years later message. Pat S recommends 28 fortnights later. <laughs> Laura says, yep, 28 Days was the first Fast Zombie movie. Yes. Boom. Great. Thank you for confirming that. Laura, the birthday girl, coming in with the verification. Dark Shadow Logan, also on YouTube. Andrew Hall says, I liked 47 Ronin too. Yeah, again, I think it's just Keanu. I think anything he's in, even if it's not a good movie, you're like, but Keanu's great. As Stephanie B says, you're breathtaking. 
Uh, Super uh, Super says, Critical Drinker did a production hell episode on The Abyss. You should definitely check it out. I don't know how everyone on that movie didn't quit. Yeah, I've been recommended that that video several times. And I might watch it. But I'd rather watch a zombie post-apocalyptic or sci-fi movie. <laughs> Orange Hat says, Odin, 47 Ronin was a good movie subjectively. Also, Hiroyuki, Sonata, Scorpion, and Mortal Kombat 21 is also in it. Nice, yeah. I mean, 47 Ronin, objectively, right, it has a lot of flaws. But yeah, um, I think I can see why a lot of people, myself included, would have uh, subjectively high viewpoints of that. Um, Inferior over on the YouTubes. He is a member. Hail to you. Venom Broly. Hail to you. Laura says, speaking of bad fun movies, I enjoyed the Great Wall movie that Matt Damon did. So bad, but so fun. <laughs> I remember when that film was coming out and the trailer. And then all of a sudden there's like, you just see the mist on the other side of the wall. And then you're like, monsters. It's like, oh man, what were they really trying to keep out? <laughs> I'm glad to hear it's fun though. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I want to watch a Matt Damon movie. I have to be in the right mood for a Matt Damon movie. Unless he, like, randomly appears. Uh, Alfin35, welcome to the show. Satanian says, believe me, it's the Beagle, not you. Ah, well, thank you. Thursday the Warrior says, Mr. Holland is a pretty boilerplate. Huh? You mean, like, is, is that supposed to mean, like, it's a tearjerker? Golden Ration says, only downside, it is that there are too many platforms to keep track of. Yeah, Golden Ration, absolutely, um, for sure. And that's why that's why I cut myself off, right? Because I could still upload to BitChute. I could still upload to Rumble. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just going to choose three primary platforms. YouTube, obviously. Odyssey, because my stuff gets backed up over there, and it's a growing platform. And then Minds.com, because uh, that's the social media, the alt social media site that that's my preference. You know, a lot of people are doing this move now over to, uh, like, Locals, for instance. And I thought about doing Locals, but then I was like, what would be the purpose of doing the Locals? Like, just to have another place? Like, and and I say this all the time because it's true. It's like, I, you know, we're such a small community. We're such a small channel here that I don't need all of those different options, right? I have Patreon because that's the primary one that most people, most creators use. And then I have Subscribestar for anyone that doesn't like Patreon because Patreon is obviously uh, <laughs> a pretty, like just like with YouTube, is a pretty crap organization uh, with censorship especially. So I, I feel like um, I, I feel like that is a pretty, you know, that's a pretty important thing to me is to not try to overexpose and, and go on too many different things. And that's honestly why I've, I've kind of slowed down with the uh, OMB report because I, may, I actually made a full 30-minute video segment for that channel, and I was like, I don't want to upload it. I was like, I, I don't know. So I'm, I'm thinking of, of the OMB report of just doing like live streams once summer hits, like just doing random morning live streams over there and let that be where the content is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, again, it's, it's all about not trying to stretch myself too thin either. And I think if I'm having to upload to a thousand different locations, it's just, it becomes a nightmare. So, but yeah, I totally agree, Golden Ration. Uh, let's see. HyperDex13, will there ever be an audio issue fix on Odin's movie blog? Tune in on the next episode of The Expanse. JK, <laughs> has there been sound issues with 
still with that show. I remember you saying that. That's why I stopped watching it. And apparently it got woke. So I'm kind of glad that I that I did stop. Because I, I think, what, didn't Gary say that it, it got really bad or something? Or a lot of people did. So I'm kind of glad I didn't go further into it. Yeah. And I stopped because I, I couldn't understand a word that was being said because of the audio mixing. Uh, let's see. Trent Johnson says, I agree with your thoughts on Rumble. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, let us see. Marvin Dog, what's going on? Uh, Zacharot315 says, Howdy. Odin and chat. Howdy, Zacharot. Thank you very much. Uh, Riff Magos, what's going on, man? Always great to see you. I miss you, man. I'm always glad when you show up. He just dropped a, dropped a diamond donation on DLive. Thank you for the diamond donation on DLive. And he says, Hail Odin, good to see you live stream. And thank you, Riff Magos, man. I appreciate you. Again, remember, every, uh, every Tuesday and Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you very much, Riff Magos. Captain Dean Heiss dropping three ice creams over on DLive as well. Thank you very much for the ice creams, Dean Heiss. I appreciate it, man. Um, All right. Back to the YouTube chat. Let's see. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington says, Yes, I clipped Odin reading my name. Good. <laughs> uh, Gary, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, but I had your back on FNT because uh, when Gary was reading the chat names, he he got to yours and he was like, that's just a really long middle name. And I'm like, let me see what name he's talking about. And then when as soon as I looked at it, I'm like, that says, Bando, that says Banjo Sandwich. And I'm like, Gary, you thought that was a middle name? <laughs> so anyway, Gary, I have your back, man. Gary Banjo Sandwich. I got your back, bruh. All right. Back on to, let's see, Odyssey. What's going on, Odyssey fam? We got Tube U dropping the fire emoji. Ten people watching over there. It's a short story. says, wow, better video quality here. Really? <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool because it's the video that is literally being directly sent <laughs> to Restream. That's just being repurposed in the other OBS program. So it's actually amazing. That's the better video quality. Uh, Brain Jones says, yeah, there was always the debate, though. Are the 28 days later zombies actual zombies? Yeah, Brain Jones, that kind of brings up what Pat S was saying. And I think, again, I think there's there's a fair discussion to be made there. But I think when we think of zombies, we think of humans being infected and eating people. And that's what they do. So, in my view, that's a zombie. There's others that would say, because here's the other thing, right? If we're gonna if we're gonna go that deep into zombie lore and def- and definition, wouldn't a zombie then in a zombie movie only exist if they ate brains? Because isn't, isn't that the whole concept of zombies that 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 they're the undead and they eat brains? Because there's a t- there's a ton of zombie films then that we couldn't call zombie movies because they don't eat brains; they just eat the people. Doesn't matter what part they are. So again, that's the that's the problem is when you go down that road, when you go down that route, things become a lot more complicated. So that's why to me it's like there's no point in having even that argument. It's just again, it's 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 within a zombie universe. It's within a like a zombie trope. I think would be the zombie trope probably would be a better way of describing it. Uh, Baba Yogi says Night of the Comet 
No one ever mentions that one. Uh, what kind of film is that? He then says, that is a great flick, Bavo, from Brain Jones. It's a short story says, a good point, were they infected humans or zombies? And then says, I'm not a zombie purist. <laughs> oh, man. I bet there are people out there that are like zombie purists. Like the ones that are like, um, if they're not eating brains, um, then it's not a real zombie. And so um, The Walking Dead is just like um, full of it. <laughs> I would love that. Two of you says, being death, I would think, would also apply. Being dead would also, I think, apply uh, to, to zombies. Yeah, but I, again, I think that when you go down the road about what you define as a zombie in film and in other media, again, you fall into that trap where other things start to become questionable as well. All right, uh, back over to the YouTube chat. Let's see what's going on. Jeremy Zakowski, what's going on? Glad to see you here. Make sure I didn't skip anybody. Uh, this was at 7.37, so about 30 minutes behind. Uh, Rusty Shackerford says, Watching nobody tonight. I'll have to watch your review after because I didn't want to be spoiled. Dude, that's the way to watch it, man. Just watch it blind and have fun. That's all I'll say. Have fun. Infeater says, just checking out your Odyssey live stream. Odin, really impressed how smooth the stream is. Great quality. Slightly better than YouTube on my screen. Interesting. Ray R. Targaryen then says, you're a teacher who hasn't seen Mr. Holland's opus. What kind of monster are you? Um, I don't know. I didn't think I was a monster at all. But now that you say it, <laughs> there's the pizza, the pizza emojis. There they are. Anyway, if you're on YouTube, please smash that like button. I appreciate it a lot. All right, 7.40 over on YouTube. So it looks like a few minutes worth of comments may have been skipped. Uh, so Orange Hat Review says, Yeah, Odin shut uh, shut down the live stream and watch Mr. Holland's opus. The fact you have not seen it and live in Tennessee is criminal. I believe it's state law that you have to have seen the movie to live there. Well, seeing that I haven't heard about it, and I am a teacher... And I haven't heard it from other teachers in the state of Tennessee tells me that I don't think that's a real thing. It's it's always funny when people from other states say, hey, you're in this state, therefore this must be true. I And again, I know that you didn't really, you didn't honestly mean it that way. But to be honest, like, I got that all the time from, oh, you're from New Orleans? Why don't you have an accent? Why don't you have a thick accent? Like, the 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 stereotypes... Are, are wonderful, no matter where I live. Uh, Air Duet says, exactly, Firefly was purposely killed by Fox execs by showing it out of order. It made no sense the way they showed it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Laura says, my early nomination for Nobody, I'm gonna F you up. Yes. Great moment in the film. Soul Assassin, Extraction on Netflix is a good watch. I watched Extraction. I did. And I don't remember if... <laughs> That's how bad my memory is. I don't remember if I did a review for it or not. If if I didn't, then it's on my to-do list. But I liked Extraction. I thought Extraction was very well done. Very well shot as well. A lot of fun. Laura says, how could I forget the best line in Nobody? Give me the kitty cat. <laughs> yes. Give me the kitty cat bracelet. <laughs> oh, yes. So good. So good. Uh, Andrew Hoyle says, you don't like the crow. Man, you suck. <laughs> Love you too, Andrew. 
Uh, Orange Hair Reviews says, Odin, stop it. The crow was perfection. How dare you? Unsubbing and taking Stephanie B with me. <laughs> Air Duet says, yeah, not a big crow fan either. Sort of meh for me. Thank you. Glad to see there are some other people who feel the same way. Marby Dog says, the crew is a C-minus movie and an A-plus comic. People who love the comic give the movie too much credit. Marby Dog, I think you may have helped me understand that then. Also, like, when you see certain movies at certain times, right, there's, like, obviously those emotional components to it. That's why I, I kind of like seeing older films through, you know, in, in today's time because it allows me to see them more objectively, if that makes sense. I feel. Andrew Hoa says, if I'm honest, though, I did watch The Crow a long time ago and can't remember too much about it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of things would like would would hit you like would hit nostalgia for you and you'd you'd like a lot of it. But yeah, it is always interesting when you rewatch older films and they don't they either hold up or don't hold up as much. And Fiatra says, is that a pod mic pop filter on your Shure SM7B mic? Oh, no, this is a. This is just the regular pop filter. So there's the normal pop filter that comes with the SM7B. And then there's also another one that comes with it, which is bigger. And I like this one just because I feel like it, it makes it deeper. And I, I like I like that. I like the deeper quality. Uh, Sun Goku, welcome. How 3000 says, talking about zombies from South Korea, have you seen Kingdom? Quite a good TV series from that country. I have not. I look more for movies than for series. Hyrule Extra Teen, I guess I could see why Peninsula disappointed some. Good to hear it was fun and you enjoyed it. After Peninsula, let's conclude with Train to Busan Worldwide. Yeah, seriously. Alice McCarthy says, I liked 28 Days Later, but Weeks seems more action-y. Yeah, I can see that. I can see I can see why uh, why someone would say that. James Ossier, is The Godfather Part 1 and Part 2 the only ones worth watching? I heard Part 3 is bad. Uh, yes, Part 1 and Part 2 are like god tier level if we had to talk about like you know movie and you know, movie listing and ranking it's like at the god tier level you know it's beyond just even the a level movie um part three is like in like c minus level territory i haven't seen the redone version i I hear it's different but not crazy different it doesn't it doesn't take the pain away <laughs> Evernext13 says, next crossover recommendation, 28 years in Busan. Ooh, man. Now, that would be an incredibly interesting crossover because then you would theoretically be dealing with two different viruses that do very similar things. Uh, House McCarthy says, 28 centuries later. <laughs> and then, of course, 28 millennia later. Oh, boy. Uh, great. Harvey Weinstein, welcome. Pre-hindsight, welcome as well. Um, Soul Assassin says, Ash vs. Evil Dead is very good. It got canceled because people kept pirating it. Another Evil Dead film is in the works. The reason why people kept pirating it is because isn't it on Stars? Like, I, 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 I had to get Stars. I actually got Stars today. Uh, another film I just watched, Zombieland 2. It's fine. I mean, it's not as good as the first. It makes a lot of the same jokes. And, I mean, it's okay. Zombieland 2, it's like, it's like, okay. It's a C plus, B minus movie. It's fine. 
you know, it's not it's not very memorable, but there's some pretty fun stuff. There's some fun kills, but then there's also some bad effects. And you're like, this film has more money and has more like time removed from the original, where the effects should be better, and some of the effects are just not good. Um, but it's fine. But anyway, I, I the only way I could watch that was by getting the stars. Uh, uh, what's it called? Like the the preview that you get, right? The trial, the free seven day trial that you can get through Amazon. And I saw Ashford. So, but Stars doesn't really have a whole lot. It doesn't really offer a whole lot. It's like one of those weird streaming services that like some people have in their cable packages, and then maybe some people get it, like me, who they have a certain movie that they just want to watch. I, I get. I mean, it's just yeah. It's it's funny how that works. Because now it's like, let me see, how many movies can I possibly watch from stars? <laughs> Laura says, yes, zombie baby, ew. Okay, then I have, I, I can now confirm then, I have seen Zack Snyder's, ev- uh, not Evil Dead, I have seen his um, Dawn of the Dead. And I think, I, I remember that it was a fine zombie movie. But it's not a movie I want to rewatch. So yeah, I, st- I still I can now confirm that there is not a single Zack Snyder movie that I love that I would ever want to rewatch. <laughs> that was the only movie that I wasn't sure of. But Zombie Baby that confirms it. Hybernex thirteen says, quoting Max Odin style in the beginning of Fury Road. My name is Odin. My world is blood and fire. Once I was a critic, it was harder to know who was more cynical, me or everyone else. Darn right. Alice McCarthy says, Dawn of the Dead had Zombie Baby. Lethal Lightning loves Zombie Baby. I hate... That just makes me upset. Like, not even sad, just upset. Sasha Neon says, Zombies are life nonconformist, you bigot. (laughs) Zombies were people too, you know? Hashtag zombie lives mattered. Oh, boy. Um, Ooh, we got some action going on over on, uh, on Odyssey. Thank you very much. Let me catch up with my Odyssey fam. We got some action. Uh, let's see. Dark Shadow Logan, thank you for the... Uh, I don't know how to call this, but the uh, hyper chat, the three library hyper chat says, I agree there are too many platforms. It is better to limit it so people are not overwhelmed with subscriptions for those able to support that way. If a person subs to even a handful of creators on multiple platforms, it can get really expensive and it can get really confusing, right? Because if everyone is spread out on all these different platforms and they're offering different things, so that's why like for my Subscribestar and Patreon, the uh, the tiers are the exact same. The only differentiation is YouTube memberships. And the only reason why those memberships are not the same as Patreon and Subscribestar is because of the YouTube factor, because of the YouTube taking out <laughs> as much as they do. So the only tier that gets anything similar to uh, my Patreon Subscribestar tiers are anyone that's Keeper of the Bifrost, which is $10 a month on YouTube, because I upload the videos of the podcast that I do with John Flickinger. And so for me, I was like, okay, that that's one I can justify since for the other tiers i'm not doing uh the other things like the giveaways and stuff like that but thank you very much for the hyper chat man i appreciate it let's see bobby bobby yogi says mr holland's opus is a fantastic movie richard dreyfus uh it's uh, it's a short story says so who wins in a fight a 28 days later infected rage virus person or the fast zombies from 28 series wait but that's the same series what (laughs) 
Okay, there it is. There it is. She says, OMG, ignore that comment. I mean, the fast zombies from Dawn of the Dead. I was like, wait a minute. Those are the same zombies. You're asking me to care, you compare zombies to zombies. Uh, but anyway, I think that I'm going to go with the fast zombies. I'm going to go with the rage virus just because those are fresher in the mind. They're fresher in the mind than the Dawn of the Dead zombies. Uh, and then Tubi says, the train to Bouchon. Hmm? Uh, and then Dark Shadow Logan for another hyper chat says, speaking of zombie movies, what is your opinion on the Resident Evil movies? Never seen them. I've I've never had an interest in those because those always seemed as as beyond zombie movies. They they always seemed as I don't know. Like I I never thought of them just based on because they it's not just even zombies, right? Cuz the all like animals too can have it and they get deformed and like there's there's so much going on with the Resident Evil films, I feel. Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, he said fair enough. And yeah, I always just felt like there was just too much more going on there that just was not my cup of tea and really came down to actually CGI too. Like, I remember just seeing the trailers and thinking, ah, this doesn't really seem like my kind of movie. So, but yeah, I mean, maybe I'll give him a shot. I'm kind of in that zone right now where I'm where I'm giving things a shot. So, we'll see. Laura says, did you ever see The Dead Don't Die? I've seen it twice and can't decide if I love it or hate it. I remember you talking about it. And then, wasn't that the film that like had some politics in it? And yeah, I think because of that, I just decided not to. Hybrid Extra Teen says, oh, forget about 28 years in Busan. What about 28 years in Busan with 47 Ronin? Um, well, I don't know if you've seen the end of 47 Ronin, but... <laughs> It wouldn't be much of a movie. Uh, <laughs> Soul Assassin says, so would Keanu Reeves be your choice for Revan in an old Republic film? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've already seen the fan the fan art for it, and I think it works, even at his age now. Matt Damon. I saw some people put that. Matt Damon. In Fear Tier, fun fact, I was friends with the young girl, Megan Burns, in 28 Days Later at college. She was a lead singer in a pop rock band called Betty Curse. Played a played at Download Festival, a big UK rock festival. Dude, that's awesome. She did a great job in that movie. She was fantastic in that movie. Uh, let's see. Trent Johnson says, I will never understand why TV shows and networks will create a great TV show and then make it woke and kill it. I will never agree either. That's that's for fact too. All right, we're about nine minutes out from the show ending, so let's see. Snortapoopus says, In the woke world, brain-eating zombies would starve. That's a fact. Thirsty Warrior zombie canon matters unless you're a zombie. Oh, now we got some zombieception going on. All right. Might have to switch over to members-only comments on YouTube in a second, but let's see what's going on on DLive. Uh, Phonemo says, can we at least agree that the soundtrack for The Crow was amazing? I mean, I, I didn't really notice it, to be honest. I mean, and that's, that's neither good nor bad. Um, it meant that it was in the background and it worked with the background enough to not be dissonant, but it wasn't enough for me to remember it. As I said, I, I was not a fan of The Crow. That's what it comes down to. I wasn't a fan of really anything in the film. Um, other than the concept 
the concept of a crow and and someone being able to come back to to make amends for being wronged in life again i think it's a really cool concept someone was asking me before movies that could be remade and could be better i mean again i hate remakes in general but this would be an example of one where they could have they it could have been so much better and i i understand that that's like for some people that's like crapping on their favorite movie and that's not my intention it's just again it's just my thoughts it's just my thoughts anyway uh soul assassin says ash versus evil dead was very good it got canceled because people okay already got that one already got it was that a repeat or was that just where i was can't remember i can't remember but anyway um let's see twirly wolf what's going on twirly wolf says i recommend severed as a zombie film tell me more about severed laura says zombie baby okay Okay, so I'd missed that one from earlier, and I'm actually further past this. Okay, here we go. Doing fine, doing fine, doing fine. Matt Damon. <laughs> this is this is what happens when I fall behind and get a little confused. All right, there we go. Let's check over what's going on over on over on Odyssey. 12 people watching an Odyssey. Light up that fire button on Odyssey, if you would please. I'd appreciate it. Uh, Dark Shadow Logan says, yeah, it was a video game movie. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, and then Brain Jones says, Z Nation better than The Walking Dead. Never saw Z Nation. Is it a good show? Is it a good show? Let me know. Uh, let's see. Trent Johnson says, the only people I know that have thick Louisiana accents are people who live in the bayous. Exactly. <laughs> you got to live like in the in the country, essentially. Howard X13, two things you don't do, end a doggo's life and take away a kitty cat bracelet. Yes. Thirsty Warrior says, the problem with stereotypes is not that they're untrue, but that they are incomplete. Chiminata Ngozi Adiche. I don't know who that is. But wise words. JKDBuck76, coming in late. Thirsty Warrior, if the zombie virus hits, do we lock down the zombies or the uninfected? Well, based on what we've seen with COVID... <laughs> I think that answers the question. Uh, Father says, hail to the chat, Father Christopher Miller. What's going on? Good sir. He's the chaplain of the channel. He comes on when he wants. Father says, zombie reminds me I need to rewatch Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is a fantastic zombie film because it's also very funny. Father then says, I know the answer is no, but I'm still going to ask if you've seen the great Bruce Campbell's Army of Darkness. Um, Father, the answer is yes. And I love Army of Darkness. I think it's fantastic. I've also seen Evil Dead 2. I don't think I've ever seen Evil Dead 1. But it's because everyone said that Evil Dead 2 is just so amazing. But anyway. <laughs> so, But I have seen Army of Darkness. I love Army of Darkness. <laughs> Shop smart. Shop as smart. Give me some sugar, baby. Alice McCarthy says, I love the Resident Evil movies. I bet you do. Every single one, I bet. Howard X13, what classic series would you have loved to have seen done in continuation if done right, like Cobra Kai, like Cobra Kai style? Mine would be Ghostbusters. So, yeah, by classic series, I got a little confused because I didn't know if you meant TV or not. Um, since it's on the brain, since it's been mentioned, uh, Firefly. would love to see that universe continued. 
Love to see that continued. All right. All right, we got four minutes left. Let's check all of the different platforms. What's going on? Um, let's see. Two of you says, what about I Am Legend? Didn't like the ending. They made two versions of how the movie ends some way. I don't know if they are zombies. Yeah, the biggest problem with I Am Legend is the CGI is terrible. Those CGI zombies look awful. Not to mention, he kills a doggo. And that is never okay for me. So that's why I, I will never rewatch that movie because... I don't want my relationship with the cute little doggo to once again be crushed. Uh, Brain Jones with the fire then says, yes, it is, sir. So much more entertaining about Shaun of the Dead. Uh, Dark Shadow Logan says, Shaun of the Dead and Army of Darkness are both great films. Agreed. Brain Jones then says, also, the most mediocre movie with one of the greatest soundtracks is Judgment Night. Never seen it. And then someone said, aged badly. I'm at I Am Legend. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, those effects, even at the time, weren't very good. Even at the time, they weren't very good. Let's just be honest about that. Dark Shadow Logan says, I Am Legend is a remake of a Vincent Price movie, The Last Man on Earth. Interesting. That sounds like a movie that would probably be worth watching. All right. Anyway, uh, Odyssey people, I'm going to go and uh, y'all can talk to each other. Um, And I'm going to finish up with the YouTube fam. And it'll be the the members-only comments. Let us see. All right. Members-only. JKBuck76 says, Odin, please remember my wife. She was in a car accident last night. She's okay, but really banged up. Thank God she's alive. Absolutely, JKBuck. We'll definitely keep her in my prayers. Uh, Offer up that at Mass tomorrow as well. Glad to hear she's okay, though. Um, Let's see. Father says, Zombies aren't real, except for Biden. Zombies aren't real. Wow. Okay, Father. Jakey Buck, we have zombies where I live. Meth zombies, kind of sad, really. Ooh, yeah, that's that's really real. That's really sad. Uh, Jakey Buck then says the tweaking dead. In Vickery, as long as we don't end up with twenty eight sequels later, I would be happy for more. Yeah, as I said, for me, if we just get one more, I'd be good. As long as they can give us a an ending that's worthy of the franchise, I think that'd be great. Uh, Thursday Warrior says, is Biden the first animatronic president to actually serve a term? I would say no, because an animatronic, as we've seen, if anyone's ever been to Disney in the Hall of Presidents, <laughs> actually, uh, they can actually uh, speak sentences. That's all I'll say about that. That's all I'll say about that. All right, members only comments, members only. Eric K says, could you imagine Gary switching up like this and not hitting that tempting red X in the corner? Oh, no. That's why I mentioned it on stream. I mentioned that I was able to, to stream to Odyssey. And I, I, I was like, it's so complicated. I don't even understand it myself. And it's because there's no way. There's no way. Especially with the way Gary has his setup in general. No. <laughs> it would not it would not end well it would not uh father says you've seen army of darkness and evil dead 2 i'm impressed love them don't see the first that's a pure horror with no comedy and hail to the king exactly father that's what i was told and i am not as much of a horror fan uh and Fierger says really want to see this invincible animation amazon prime hear nothing but how awesome it is seen a fight clip on youtube looks amazing shall probably watch it after the stream ends yeah i've, I've kept hearing about it too and at first, I wasn't sure what it is, and and then, of course, it was the animation style that I saw, and I was like, oh, it's an animated show, which I'm like, 
you know, kind of mixed on. Father says, I got to Bruce Campbell when I got to see Bruce Campbell when he came to the local college to give a talk on horror. It's what introduced me to Army of Darkness and Evil Dead because I had only known him from TV shows. Nice. I was introduced to him from Army of Darkness many, many years ago. No problem at all. JKD Buck, 76. Appreciate you. All right. Any more members' comments on YouTube? JKD Buck says, Odin, your beard is epic. Thank you. I'll probably get it trimmed soon. It'd make the wife happy. Happy wife, happy life. Zaid Manzani, welcome. Jonah Hex, Chicago Box here also. Boom. All right. And I believe we are caught up. Yeah. No other. Uh, let's see. No other hyper chats on odyssey no other members comment or in future love bruce campbell in the tv series burn notice miss that series yeah isn't that one of those shows that came on i feel like all the shows that came on usa were all just somehow the same even though they obviously weren't it's because all the promos were the same like all the promos were done by the same people and so everything always just looked the same trent johnson thank you very much man for the two dollar donation via Streamlabs. thank you for donating via Streamlabs. And uh, no message attached. Thank you, Trent Johnson, though, for the uh, for the support. I appreciate it. Uh, Thursday Warrior says, Odin's beard looked epic on a fat woman's body on Friday night. <laughs> and that reminds me, hail, of course, to the great Perry Chan. All right. Well, that is going to be a wrap. Whoo. Talked about a lot of things tonight. Lots of movies. Uh, of course, there's other movies that I was not even able to mention. I've also seen the movie Underwater. And uh, and even others too that I again I've seen so many that I've even forgotten some of the some of the movies that I've watched. But anyway, thank you all so very much for your love and support tonight. Uh, thank you to the Odyssey fam for being great. Thank you to the D Live fam, of course, as always, and to the YouTube fam. And that reminds me, got to shout out some YouTube uh, members. So the members at the Army of Asgard level and above get shouted out at the end of every live stream. So shout out to Gomer Kyle seventy nine, Window Liquor, your Muslim uncle, Kara Tharp, Eric Jewett, Rich the Savior, uh, Dadman Walking fifty five, M Tax Shark, Forever Sci Fi, Rosie G twelve. Andrew Hoyle, Eric K, Orange Chat Reviews, Adam Avery, Twirly Wolf, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. Thank you all so very much for being amazing, awesome, and beautiful people. Uh, D-Live fam, y'all stick around. We will have a chest opening tonight. And uh, Odyssey fam, y'all can actually probably stick around for, uh, for a little bit because as the Patreon video plays, because of the way I have this set up, y'all won't actually hear anything. Uh, so I'll actually still be able to, to talk to y'all. Uh, so with that being said, thank you everyone. Shout out to Steph. Amazing Valkyrie, amazing mod. Thank you so very much for holding down the fort. Tina, I hope you had a fun night and Laura, thank you as well for, uh, for modding tonight as well. Uh, it's been pretty awesome. So anyway, thank you guys so very much for the support. You guys are amazing and beautiful people. Have a wonderful night. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my April Patreon and Subscribestar members, Andrew Hoyle, Animation Commentator, Biffer de Hobbit, Brian P, Divex, Enrique Evangelista, Dion, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to You Father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, Humor and Hobbies, Inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, 
Lance, Laura Story, the modern major general, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody, and his evil twin with the beautiful hair. On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Steve Glasker, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and of course, the Empress of the Universe, Tina B. And my subscribe star remembers... Remembers? Subscribe star remember. <laughs> I did it again! Subscribe star members! Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan 4, John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, Slash the New Number 2, J. Rod, The Beer Guru, Nevanon G. Adams, and ZK Man. Thank you to all of my Patreon and Subscribe Star members. If you want your name shouted out at the end of every single video and live stream, check out the links in the description to find out how to sign up on Patreon and Subscribe Star. Also, you'll find out how to get access to things like giveaways of Blu-rays and 4K titles and digital codes, and also access to an exclusive podcast for my Keepers of the Bifrost, and also the Chosen of Vol Valhalla level where you can not only get all of those things, you also get a t-shirt and get to be featured on a live stream once a month hosted on the OMB Reviews channel. Anyway, if you want to have access to any of those things, check out the links in the description for Patreon and subscribe star for more information. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. I hope you all have a wonderful day and as always, God bless.